Yang wants to colonize you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? And, and Biden still thinks record players are a thing. Oh. Yeah. They actually are. If we, are they really? Yeah, they really? I don't know. Are. Hey, did you know Trump's a racist? Yep. White nationalist? Uh-huh. All that stuff? Yep. We it's also got too. Foster Freeze. <laughs> Coming on the show. <laughs> Who is he gay? Who do Buster we have? Freeze. Oh, okay. How many times do you have to say that right? Yeah, it was a good interview. Hey, y'all, thank you for joining Cross Politic. If you are not a club member, what is wrong with you? Right now, we still have, I still have pints and storage that we, we need he, to He get also out. still has idle children. Yep. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you support the show right now. You get a pint. Plus, you guys liberate us to be able to bring you media and content. We're on Direct TV, Affinity. A podcast, all like, that good stuff. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Liberate us. Liberate us. Free mm. us. Send them. Send us free. We are going to be at <laughs> Trinity Church in uh, uh, Kirkland, Washington. We're doing a conference there, actually, November first and second. Okay. Christ over politics. Jesus over politics. That's November November first and second. You got to go to trinitykirk.org, and it's Fall Conference 2019 forward slash. Hey, this show's brought to you by our boys at Tenacore. People. Remember Tenacore? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wear a Tenacore. Hey, mm-hmm. Tenacore is an American design, development, and manufacturing company focused on creating concealment products built for every day. You wearing one right now? I am. Ten- <laughs> Tenacore designs uncompromising products that work. Their designs, like the Velo Appendix Carry Holster, are purpose built to keep your gun hidden and optimize performance. If you believe in protecting the people you care about, and who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and practical everyday carry, then Tenacore products are built for you. Tenacore supports reliable guns trusted by professionals, including Glock. I shot one last week, actually. Did you? I went out and did some shooting. Uh, it was a nine millimeter. Okay. Uh, I don't remember, but Sig Arms, Smith and Wesson, these are all. Um, yeah. the, um, the, the Velo works with these. And they just came out with a new Velo. And you know what? Don't forget the patch. You get, get a cross politic yeah. patch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cross okay. politic. But yes. if you go there, type in the code cross politic for a 10% off discount mm. on, on their holsters. I also shot an AR. <laughs> uh oh, you're in trouble. It is time to walk away from the politics of the past and towards something totally different. Mm. <laughs> did you? That's you made thing. this. Yes, I did. Put the music with the words. It still hurts. It's good. Oh, man. proud of you guys. I am Spartacus. <laughs> In America today, everything revolves around the almighty dollar. Our schools, our hospitals, our media, even our government. It's why we don't trust our institutions anymore. We have to get our country working for us again instead of the other way around. We have to see ourselves as the owners and shareholders of this democracy rather than inputs into a giant machine. <laughs> When you donate money to a presidential campaign, what happens? The politician spends the money on TV ads and consultants, and you hope it works out. It's time to trust ourselves more than our politicians. That's why I'm going to do something unprecedented tonight. My campaign will now give a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for an entire year to 10 American families, someone watching this at home right now. If you believe that you can solve your own problems better than any politician, go to yang2020.com and tell us how $1,000 a month will help you do just that. This is how we will get our country working for us again. Yang2020.com. Freedom. Is that dividend. Freedom. Does that mean he's going to cut taxes and end Obamacare? If you think you can do better with, with your, your money, money than the federal government, yeah. Yang2020.com, right? It's confused. We should do that as cross politics. We should actually sign up and tell him how we can spend a thousand dollars for Christian media. We should do that. Yeah, sign it up. Gabe, okay, that's yeah. your We are a very poor family in Idaho. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're a poor state in the union. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, but seriously. Uh I, I I don't think he was on the right platform if that was Mm. No, but he, what, I mean, that's like, I mean, he's buying votes, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, that was a know, total state. Commie, like, Commie and, Harris actually laughed and said, oh, that was good. Infomercial. <laughs> yeah, she did. We didn't, we didn't play it's that like, part. It's like an infomercial. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, buy this you know, vacuum I'll cleaner. I'll you $1,000 if you vote your for life. me. You know, I just want to let everybody know you're welcome. You know, we we watched this debate, so uh, you guys don't have to. The right. ABC presidential debate. It's, guys, a, it's a three-hour debate. The one, I watched an hour and 20 minutes of it, and I had to stop. I had to take a break. Yeah. I ate dinner. My wife's like, you still want to watch it? Because she knew I needed prep yeah, for the show tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, no, I need, to, I, need, I need a break. I need a detox. I need <laughs> yeah. to smoke something. I mean, you don't even go bang my head against a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you guys want to thank us, you know, you can always sign up for a club membership. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, give us a thousand dollars a month. We're doing we're doing the dirty work. Just for you. Say. All right. right, all right. Racism in America is endemic. It is foundational. We can mark the creation of this country not at the 4th of July, 1776, oh. but August 20th, 1619, when the first kidnapped African was brought is to this who, country who against his will them? and in bondage and as a slave, built the greatness and the success and the wealth that neither he nor his descendants would ever be able to fully participate in and enjoy. We have to be able to answer this challenge, and it is found in our education system where in Texas, a five-year-old child in kindergarten is five times as likely to be disciplined or suspended or expelled based on the color of their skin. In our healthcare system, where there is a maternal mortality crisis three times as deadly for women of color, or the fact that there's 10 times the wealth in white America than there is in black America, I'm gonna follow Sheila Jackson Lee's lead and sign into law a reparations bill that will allow us to address this at its foundations. But we will also call out the fact that we have a white supremacist in the White House and he poses a mortal threat to people oh. of color all across this country. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jamestown happened in 1607. The slave trade was not race-based in 1619. That's right. That's right. You know? That's right. It's like we're, this guy's history is so bad. Well, and you- then he wants to do reparations now. Uh, yeah. Who brought the slaves over? Uh, Africans. Um, does does African country have to do reparations? They apologize at least. Yeah, since you took that one, I just want to say I, there's so much to say about that. Yeah. First of all, with the racism stuff, racism really didn't come inside of the slave trade originally. Yeah. That wasn't the, the right. it, that wasn't what was happening. Yeah. It was because well they're available and they were yeah. being sold. So we'll, we'll we'll buy. Yeah. And then you had people who were like, you know what, we're gonna sidestep the system and just steal folks. <laughs> so you had yeah. all that involved with it too. But it was what was available. It wasn't right. because they were black. Had White people being available for the most part, they would have been, it would have been the complete opposite, but they weren't. Um, the other thing is if your child is going to a government school and they are likely to get suspended or mistreated because you sent them to that government school, get them out. What's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. Why would you let exactly. your child continue yeah. to be mistreated mm-hmm. because of the color of their skin? I would yeah. never allow that. I went to school. My dad, at one point, we walked into the school. I think I might have told the story. Yeah. A gay dude put his hand on my shoulder. I'll show you to your class. Oh, yeah, you and my dad was like, you won't. Nah. And there was a beep in between. We that. were homeschooling. <laughs> we we <laughs> walked out of there and started homeschooling at that point. So I don't blame the school at that point. I really blame the parents. And right. then this one really drives me nuts. Okay, I'm hitting all these, aren't I? Yeah. Y'all interrupt you me. Take it, you take it. But <laughs> the mortality rate, and this isn't proven, but he neither is what he's... The mortality rate with black women when it comes to childbirth, I think there's a lot of different things in there. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they refuse to investigate is the damage that abortion does to your body. Yep. Yeah, and how and, and how and who gets most of the abortions? And that's where I'm going. Right. The majority of people who are getting abortion are black women at a, such a high rate. Black the and brown women. Concentration majority. Exactly. Yes. So yep. what is that doing to your body? It's, they just had yeah. was it not too long ago they were talking about um, a black lady that died. At abortion clinic yep. because of the way they were they yeah. botched yep. the abortion. Yeah. But I, I were, think it's far more common than than yeah. it, we don't even know. I went yeah. through a full article and did my own you know small research that I could do. And the lady they were really pushing this lady who was in very great shape. She had just gotten married, had a child before, and and in the process, her her basically her insides kind of collapsed, started internally bleeding. They yeah. couldn't help her. Yeah. But what they did, and say, you know, she had had six abortions before. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's the hospital's fault. Oh. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, yeah, there's this, racism at the hospital. Yeah, the racism started the abortion clinic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And so the right. abortion clinic is the thing that is where that's where the racism right. is. Right. It didn't start at the hospital. Right. And I think there's some things going on in the back with the hospital, but that's that. Yeah. There's other things. It's not the, the question I want to ask. The question I want to ask Beto. This is Beto, right? Yep. This is this. I, I can't keep him he, off. He's straight. part of the burrito. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Beto burrito. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I want to ask him. So, um, are is your identity, um, completely fixed and and driven by the fact that you were arrested, and convicted of um, driving while being intoxicated, uh, and um, burglary? Can can you ever actually mm. leave those charges behind? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. don't don't those things have to haunt you for the rest of your life right. by your own logic, right? right? Right. By your own logic, you're saying basically anywhere I can find anything bad, yeah. I can continue to weaponize that against yeah. the American people. That's right. That's right. right? Is Amen. there such yeah. thing as forgiveness? Yeah. Is there such thing as atonement for sin? Yeah. 
Um, by your own logic, this is who you are, and you have no right to be standing on that stage. Yeah. You're you're a drunk, good, Toby. and yeah, you're a right. burglar. You will always be. You will always be right. You can yeah. never get rid of it unless you find forgiveness in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless there's actually blood that takes away sin. Right. He don't have that. Guy. He doesn't have that. No. No. Right. So the last thing he said was Trump's a racist. He wasn't the only presidential candidate that said that. Oh, I'm shocked. Last said, quote, the real question isn't who is or isn't a racist. It's who's going to do something about it. Senator, what do you plan to do about it? Well, first and foremost, I want to hit that point because we know Donald Trump's a racist, but there is no red bag of courage for calling him that. Racism exists. The The red bag of courage. who Who isn't a racist. It's who is and isn't doing something about racism. We got that part. Yeah. This is not yeah. just an issue that started yesterday. He just repeated it's not the question. just an issue that we hear a president that can't contemn white supremacy. We have systemic racism that is eroding our nation from health care to the criminal justice system. And it's nice to go all the way back to slavery, but dear God, we have a criminal justice system that is so racially biased, we have more African Americans under criminal supervision today than all the slaves in 1850. And it, that's actually true. That's true. That's and, very true. And, and then Biden. Let's get to Biden in a second, because yeah. this is really important. One of the things you got to think about is the all the the legislation that came around enslaving more black and brown people came from the government. Right. So why would we yeah. want the government right. to right. then say, hey, we also have a better answer. Everybody who's in jail, like, no. Nah! No, we don't want them to make any more help, do anything to help us or make any more answers for all the evil of slavery in America. And there was great evil. Yes. We, we drove out one demon and we brought back seven more. That's exactly right. right? Because, and what happened in, in the, the result of the civil war was that we all became slaves. Yeah, that's right. We, we all became slaves of the federal government. We gave power, unlimited power to the federal government. And that logic got worked out, I would say, um, specifically um, got worked out um, with the policies of um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, um, driving up into FDR. LBJ. Where where these really destroyed the black family. Yeah, these statists, these, um, you know, took advantage of that federal power and, and just drove with the logic of it. Right. And said, yes, we, we basically own you and it's this nationalistic yeah. um, thing. Um, and so, yeah, any shock that we have a, a criminal justice problem? Um, right. I mean, the 14th Amendment allowed for yeah. enslavement right. in prisons. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's if right. you're a prisoner, specifically allowed you yeah. are a slave yeah. right. according to the 14th Amendment. That's, that, right. that's, that's not even, it's, it's not even up for debate. Yeah. Um, and this is what happens though when you, you cede responsibility to the federal government. Yeah. Um, something that Joe Biden wants to do. We bring social workers into homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. Yeah. It's not Massa. that they don't want to help. Massa. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Colonize me. Play the radio. Make sure the television <laughs> the, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. <laughs> Play the television. Play Make the, sure have, put the record player. So just a little context there. He's answering one of the similar questions about is Trump a racist? No, he was no. Like, yeah, what are you gonna he he made comments back like forty years ago about yeah. how he didn't think that we should pay reparations. Yep. Uh, and then his answer was, we need record players. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need we, social workers in, in your the home and record players. That's insane. We yeah. need rec- Chocolate, do you got a record player? <laughs> Maybe. I do. I that's do. because you know, if you have a record player. I do because my dad hey, loved records. If you have a record player, you are fighting racism. Yeah. <laughs> if you are playing the record player to that's your kids, right. Right. You know, they're actually, gonna be better off because of it. <laughs> it's one of those things, it's one of those things that actually went retro and yeah. came, you know, came, if, came if back. If you don't yeah, have yeah. a record player, yeah. you're a racist. <laughs> if you don't if you don't have a record player, you're not fighting racism. We um, need a record player in everybody's house. One of the things I I, I watched <laughs> I promise. I promise. A record player. Every household in America <laughs> gets will a, record have a record player. Biden is just he's helping ruin the world. Yeah. Uh, what, one of the things, Frederick Douglass. I made Cooper even laugh. Get, the cameraman back there, cameras are shaking. Uh, yeah. Frederick Douglass. That's kind of my joke, though. Um, was talking Whatever. About, uh, you talked about across politics before. Uh, we've, we defeated slavery and then we enslaved everybody. Exactly. When they talk I just about, talked about that a minute yeah. ago. You know, Did you just repeat that? Yeah, uh, Do you have a record player? Yeah. <laughs> I was just. You need a I record was, player. I was scratch, 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 scratching it out for you. Oh. Um, and so, but you know, Frederick Douglass said, "Hey, what do we do with the Negro?" They were talking about this during the time of yeah. abolition, and, yeah, and one of the things he said is, "Do nothing with him." Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because if he can't stand up on his own two feet with yeah. his own legs, he won't stand up. Right. And and one of the things that is happening is that uh, they are crippling the family from being able to do exactly what it needs to do. That's he says, right. well, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, in the comments he said, well, they want to do stuff, but they don't know what to do. Yeah, we need to send so, send social workers in to help them. No, because so yeah, let's send social workers in. Well. That used to be grandma's job. Hey, I got a question. That, that used to be grandpa's job. Exactly. Andrew Yang says, if you think that you can do a better job. Yeah, with your money. Than the government, then, wait, I'm sorry, I'm confused now. Yeah, I don't I, think I, he believes I, on I, that platform. I don't, think, I don't think he believes that. So, no. I, th- I, but here's the deal. In order for them to be able to do those things, though, they got to come after your guns, too. Because you can't defend, you know what I'm saying? And, and they got to use a gun to take your gun away. Got, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah. El Paso is your hometown. Some on this stage have suggested a voluntary buyback for guns in this country. You've gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government, all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns? And it how is would this confiscation. Work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. <laughs> like a knife? If... The high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children, and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an Mm AR-15, and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against Americans anymore. This is called jamming. That's, that's what he did. And yeah. every time we see it, we need to call it out. This is called jamming. Vody Bauckham talks about this, yeah. about the homosexual movement. What they do is they take something that you have sympathy for. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they take yeah. something bad that yeah. they want or something that they want to get rid yeah, of. They 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 move, and they right. just oppose those two that's things. Right. So right. they take a black athlete who's been through all types of things to look at. He's strong. He's masculine. He wins. Mm-hmm. He's gay. Right. Yeah. 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 And they're, and they're yeah. The, Jamming, jamming, right? So you you have an AR fifteen. That's right. You must support this teenage girl bleeding out. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And so the, the opposite. I mean, you did the positive jamming, right. But the negative jamming also works. Exactly. You see that AR fifteen? Think of that girl bleeding out. That's yeah. right. And so you must want kids to die. Yeah, right. But well, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to get rid of forceps. Oh, mm-hmm. that's true. That kill way, way that are well, designed. I, I think right. Kami might want to get rid of. Forceps. Really? really? But this is a critical point. If a black child has a black teacher before the end of third grade, they are 13% more likely to go to college. If that child has had two black teachers before the end of third grade, they are 32% more likely to go to college. So when we talk about investing in our public education system, it is at the source of so much. When we fix it, that will fix so many other things. We must invest in the Thank potential you, of our children. Senator Sanders, and I strongly believe you can judge a society based on how it treats its children, and we are Thank failing you, on this issue. Oh, see? She judge a society it. by how it treats its children. And we're failing on this issue. Like, like 60 million babies dead. She wants that one back, don't she? Right. I mean, how, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah. How, how should we teach yeah. treat those children? You know, she didn't mention anything about record players. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, you but know. But she did. She was talking about education. <laughs> Sending oh. your kids into public schools. You know, the the federal government wants these guys, and I don't think just these guys also on the right. They want your whole life. Oh, they want yeah. you. They want to be your grandpa. Yep. They want to be your daddy. Yep. Your they want to be your mama. They yep. want to be your yep. your god. And right. and right now, that whole debate that's always about how we're going to be right. your god. Everything they're offering you is offering you colonization. That's yep. right. They're offering yep. they to, to be your you. master. Yeah. And they will provide for you, and you need to say no, mm. no. I'm I'm the head of my family, and I'm going to serve my family. I'm going to provide for them. I'm so glad we're done with this segment. (laughs) Foster Freeze is coming up next on CrossPolitik. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum 
local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. We got a brother from Wyoming on. I'm excited. <laughs> Is that close to Texas? It's getting close. Uh, there's there's kinship, kinship between Texas and Wyoming. <laughs> They're friends. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Left Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. Just going to keep cranking that, huh? Mm. Yeah. We are really grateful to have with us uh, today Mr. Foster Freeze. Foster Freeze graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a degree in business administration. He proudly served in the U.S. Army, and in 1974, he and his wife launched Freeze Associates. The firm's flagship, the Brandywine Fund, mm. averaged 20% annual gains in the 90s, causing Forbes magazine to name it one of the decade's top mutual funds. Wow. CNBC dubbed Foster one of the century's great investors. And in June 2018, Forbes named Foster one of the greatest investors of this generation. Wow. Uh, their philanthropy is inspired by Galatians 6. Wow. Amen. When we carry one another's burdens, we fulfill the law of Christ. Foster believes that private individuals are called to carry others' burdens rather than relying on the government to do so. Ooh, that's refreshing. He's been married to Lynette since 1962. Hmm. They have two sons, two daughters, and 15 grandchildren. Whoa. It's great to have you on the show, Foster. Thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Well, Gabe, I'm just thrilled to be invited. Thank you. I'm uh, complimented. <laughs> hey, hey, Foster, this is Knox. Are all those uh, grandkids baptized? How, how many? How many what? Are, are all your grandkids baptized? All fifteen of them? I would say no, and I have a weird situation—not weird situation, but different—in that my uh, youngest. Uh, is a son, Michael, who's deaf, and he fell in love with a uh, Muslim woman. And Uh-oh. so those four kids uh, uh, have a Muslim mother, and my my son uh, is also not baptized. So I'm, I'm challenged uh, in that regard. Uh, yes. Well, we're we'll, going to be we'll, praying we'll for, pray for that one. We'll be praying for those guys. <laughs> hey, uh, so thanks for joining us. And we want to talk to you a little bit about the current uh, political and economic situation we were thinking as we were talking about this beforehand, we remember back in the like in the 90s, the Democrats over and over again, they always rejected the term socialism. When they were proposing yeah. things, people would say, that sounds socialist. And I say, no, that was not socialist. But how did we go from the Democrats rejecting that term to a full embrace of it and its and its policies now in in the 2020 uh, race, you know, the Democratic race? Well, I think the Democrats will shift to whatever they need to create a uh, dissension. You know, Saul Alinsky said the way you gain power is by dividing people. Mm-hmm. And if, if you uh, look at a, a little video I put out recently on the border, I have five Democratic uh, personalities saying we got to build a wall, <laughs> including Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, yeah. President Obama, Schumer, all said, you know, we, we need to build a wall. Right. And then as each of these are portrayed, suddenly it says, what changed? And it shows a swearing in of uh, Donald Trump. So uh, <laughs> I just think uh, the, the the politicians now are sensing these millennials uh, are the me generation and want something for nothing, and that seems to be selling. Mm. Mm. Hey, Foster, did you get a chance to watch any of the Democratic debate recently? I, I watched a little bit last night, but I was in an environment where I couldn't catch it all, but I was just... Uh, kind of taken with this huge, huge crisis that we're facing. I'm, I'm terrified that the planet's going to close down maybe in less than nine years. And so <laughs> I've, I'm going to try to get some, uh, some some scuba equipment to keep me alive during that time. <laughs> well, that, that, that's one of the... Yeah. I, I think that was the point. <laughs> Um, so scuba gear. I, I think that's the, I, I think that's going to backfire on them because uh, it's about the same time that all this uh, uh, big furor broke out, the uh, uh, National Aeronautical Space Agency published a report. Well, I, I saw an article a couple of days ago about a report that has been out there for a long time that said basically the uh, major changes in temperature and climate are attributed to the fact that 
the Earth's orbit around the sun is not circular. It's elliptical, and sometimes it's closer, sometimes it's farther away from the sun. And secondly, the axis tilts. Yeah. So they they feel that that uh, the science is is pretty pretty square. And so now we have science on our side, and uh, we can kind of make the Democrats look kind of foolish. Yeah, but I don't think that's the only thing that's going to backfire on them. I was watching all the talk about taxing the rich, especially when it comes to health care. And I was like, you know, we're going to have Foster on tomorrow. Let me go ahead and just tell him I have six kids and a wife. And I'm just wondering now if you would like to meet them because we're going to have to thank you either now or later for taking care of our health care. <laughs> well, where do I send it? Where do I send the check? Why don't I just send it now and you oh. have to wait for the government? Uh, well, well, here's the deal. If you send it now, they're not going to count that against your account. They're going to they're going to tax you again. So you might as well just wait for that. They're going to mu- <laughs> they're, they're going to mug you both ways. Mug you both ways. My question is: so when it comes to corporate businesses, when the taxes get raised on on businesses, um, the people end up paying for it in the products. The product prices go up. If the tax, if the taxes are, are are raised on the rich, how are they going to deal with offsetting those costs? Well, when they had the luxury tax on uh, a luxury boats a uh, number of years back, it completely puts the uh, workers out of work. So everyone thought they're getting the rich, but the rich stopped buying the luxury boats, and suddenly all the people of turning the screwdrivers and pounding the hammers weren't didn't have a job uh, building the boats anymore. And I think our communication, uh, as those who believe in the traditional American values that our founders gave so much for to achieve, gets lost when you say, we have a $22 trillion deficit. I've been a money manager my entire career, and I don't have any concept of what that means. It's just <laughs> way over my head. Wow. So what I, I suggest, guys, and I hope you'll promote this, is take eight zeros off the government number so you can compare it to an individual household. If you do that, the last time I looked, I believe it was like a household or a person earning $42,000 and and spending $46,000 with a $220,000 credit card tab. Mm. I think more people can relate to that. And one of the recently elected uh, congresswomen made the point, well, we can do this Medicare for all because we got all the money. Well, if you take the $220,000 credit card tab and you're spending more than you're taking in, the government does have the money. The wealth in our nation resides in private hands. So are you going to take MD Anderson and Sloan Kettering and Mayo Clinic and all those places that are getting private dollars from from the wealthy and, and the not-so-wealthy, from anybody who has medical costs that they incur there, and then transfer that on top of what is already almost a bankrupt situation? I think... If we communicate that way, people understand that it's it's just not feasible. So, so it, this brings me to how come the Republicans have the better economic message? We believe in capitalism. Um, we believe in free markets. We don't believe in getting into each other's lives. Um, how come we've kind of been losing this argument? Um, wh- what are we not doing? How how could we be better be selling capitalism? I, I think it gets even more basic than that, uh, in that how do we continue to sell the basic Judeo-Christian values, mm. which spawn all this uh, uh, free markets and individual liberty, Amen. and yeah. more importantly, individual responsibility. Right. You know, someone says uh, health care is a right. Well, I, I, I think if we look at what our Lord taught us, uh, health care of others is a responsibility. We are to look out for those that are less fortunate, and, and you look at all the Hospitals have been created over the years, the decades. There, St. Francis, St. John's. They, they were started by Christians, right. as were many of the colleges. As you, I'm sure, know, Harvard, Princeton, Yale were all originally started out as seminaries. Right, right. Well, how did we get so secularized? And I think right now we have a terrific conflict between the secular world and the Judeo-Christian uh, value system. If, if you look at uh, envy, at one time that was clearly sin. Yeah. <laughs> now it's embedded in the very fabric of our government that spawns all kinds of these entitlements. Yeah. And that when you tell a young person, you know, we're going to give you free education, they buy that, not realizing that six, seven, eight years after they leave college, they're going to be paying for that through the nose. Look <laughs> at the tax rates that some of these uh, free education countries uh, incur. So it seems like the Republicans are being co-opted. If we can't if if we can't be, if believe in Jesus, if we don't have a foundational faith 
and Jesus is Lord over all, uh, it, the Republicans are going socialist in some sense. Well, to a certain degree, there's been, quote, socialism, close quote, if you look at the fact that a lot of our roads are built by government and, and uh, our, our educational system seems to be controlled by government. So uh, how do we try to encourage more private schools and, and make it possible? Uh, in Wyoming, we had a nightmare trying to create a private school because uh, the people in our particular county, they, some of them believe there should only be government-run schools. And I, I avoid the term public schools because a government-financed school isn't really open to the public. It's open to only people who live in that uh, that particular uh, zip code, which discriminates against the poor people because they can't afford the real estate in those zip codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there are some states and places where they're allowing cross-district uh, transfers and, and yeah. fine, but uh, basically the, the, the advent of the government intruding into the private sector has been going on for a long time with regulations. And I just was talking to a high-level Trump official who's, uh, after two and a half years, moved on. And said, people don't realize that our goal of getting rid of two regulations for every one we passed, he told me they really got rid of 22 regulations for every one they passed. So wow. we're definitely headed in the right direction. There's a lot of excitement that we should be enthusiastic about that uh, we're, we're not getting fed what the true information is. So you ran for uh, governor of Wyoming just a few years back. Um, as you think about the situation with the, what you faced with the private school you were, you were starting there, I mean, how would you have tried to um, break open that, government monopoly on education <laughs> well my son did exactly that uh he, he would spoke at a uh, uh, a little gathering for alliance for choice and education which provides low-income students partial tuition and he said i spent 35 years as a land use uh, lawyer in california and never in my history have i ever seen an instance where the state legislature overrode a county in terms of zoning what happened in in teton county the government buys 20 acres of land and builds a school that is not susceptible to local or, or county uh, zoning. They just have to meet state requirements. Wow, the right. school that we tried to put out, they required us at first to buy 200 acres, conserve 180, and the school could not open up until 9 a.m. in the morning. And secondly, the school had to build in 10,000 square increments. I don't know if that's big enough for a gym or performing arts or whatever, but it was just every obstacle they could. So, wow. so my my son was successful in a very narrow margin to get the state legislature to equal the the, uh, the the playing field to make both private schools and government schools on an equal footing when it comes to local zoning. So, wow. thanks to my son Stephen, he's he's on the right track and uh, is an example of what can be done. We we've talked about a, a lot about this on the show over the years. Um, one of the things that we think has been lost in this whole conversation is the relationship between the authorities that God has given us. God gave us civil government. That's a legitimate biblical authority. He gave us family government, and he gave us the church government. And and when one of those governments kind of abdicate their responsibilities, it usually lends or gives opportunity for another government to intrude into that space. And so it, yeah, seems, right. it seems like a, a lot of what's happened over the last, um, I don't know, 100 years or even longer than that is that the family has not been standing up and taking responsibility. Dads and fathers have not been t- standing up and taking responsibility for their authority. Uh, and the church hasn't been standing up and taking responsibility for their authority that God's given them. Mm-hmm. And and so we have this overreaching uh, government and spades into what, what's going on. Um, how do we recover that, um, that, that responsibility? That vision, that responsibility, yeah. I think the way we recover that is by being more aggressive and expressing our faith. Most people have no clue how important Jesus is in terms of the basic concepts of, of, of living uh, a life as a human being on this planet. You know, we're, we're, if you're in a secular worldview, where do you get the notion that, A, always consider other people more important than yourself, as it, it exhorts in Philippians? Right. Or... Uh, Philippians, whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is deserving of praise, dwell on these things. God's mm. exhortation to be a positive thinker, yet we see all this negativity, and people get paid for negativity. Bill Bill Maher on his show just recently talked about David Koch's death uh, from prostate cancer. Maher said, gee, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm glad he's dead, and I hope he had a lot of pain at the last. 
know, where where does that worldview come from? Wow. And so those secular worldviews we've allowed to intrude and re- replace our Judeo-Christian value systems, with, which uh, in, in James, you know, considered all joy, my brother, when various adversities enter your life, because it'll build your endurance, so you complete your faith, and you'll be complete and whole, lacking nothing. We we have people now in the secular worldview that the least little thing goes wrong that they 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 didn't get what they wanted from the government and so they freak out. Yeah. Wow. So we we have to just make sure that these values that that are embedded in there. Uh, you know, Matthew was at thirty eight. When you when you did it for the least of my brother, you did it for these. Uh, you, you did it for me. I'm sorry. Preach, so, man. <laughs> Yeah, the challenge we have is just getting people to realize how important that that value system uh, was important to the formation of our country. We 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 follow the teachings of Jesus, not Muhammad, Buddha, Confucian, or any other secular author. If you could give, if, if Trump called you into his office tomorrow, Foster, and said, "Give me one piece of advice on the economy," what would you? What would it be? Well. I would say just to continue doing what he's doing by reducing uh, regulation, by encouraging uh, private entrepreneurship, and uh, I think he's absolutely on the right track. The, the economy is is kind of has a life uh, to its own, and a lot of times politicians will take credit for the re- for the for, for the expansion or for recession. And so, I, I think as I look through my business life. Uh, that that's probably less consequential than people think, except when you have something as dramatic as the tax change when he bought the corporate rates in line with the rest of the world. We had the yeah. second highest corporate rates in the world, and so uh, my my advice to him would just would just be uh, keep doing what you're doing. I, I like to uh, tease that you know I was uh, writing a lot of op eds on his behalf, which uh, he appreciated and helped him get elected. I'm sure. So when Hillary Clinton about two o'clock in the morning resigned. Uh, Trump calls me up or offers me a job, and when I asked him what are the cash, what's the cash payment uh, and, and monthly and the and, and the uh, health benefits, the guy hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so help help me out here. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016 because I couldn't I couldn't trust him. Uh, you know, he was saying he was pro-choice in 1998, and he was saying he's pro-life now. I, I, I couldn't figure out what had changed for him to be pro-life all of a sudden, so I, I couldn't trust him. But and to my Trump, and to my Andy's Trump, we've and, seen him on TV. But, but to my he surprise, he kind of campaigned a little center, but has governed more right since he's been in office. So I'm, I'm actually gonna vote for him unless anything changes. I'm gonna vote for him this next go around. Um. But I, 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 I'm still sorting through. I still need to be convinced a little bit. Um, why should we consider voting for Trump this next go-around? Well, I, I, I believe that much of uh, God's blessing in my life, uh, financially certainly, came from the fact that I always uh, evaluated people not so much of where they've been or even where they're at, but what they can become. And I just saw in him some really exciting potential because when you look at with whom he surrounded himself early on. He liked Huckabee. He liked Santorum. Yeah, Kelly Ann Conway, I believe, is a committed Christian. Mike Pence is, is, is the same mode. So you right. look at all the Christian personalities. I'm told Mike uh, 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 Pompeo. Mm-hmm. So so I, I think he's attracted to that that worldview. And and I, I think the other uh, aspect that has helped me uh, Get to receive God's blessings is is harness a person's strengths and pretty well ignores weaknesses. <laughs> and when you look at uh, the strengths that he has of at one time seemingly being insecure because he likes that people's affirmation, but on the other hand being very thick-skinned and just letting so many things bounce off of him. I just some days feel so sad and sorry for the abuse that he has to take and and his family. You know. I've, yeah, I, I've uh, met Ivanka and Don Jr. I was fishing with recently, and, and uh, Eric. and They're just people you'd love to have as, as neighbors or relatives. And to see mm. the kind of juice they take, I think it's going to also backfire on the left because people are sick and tired of the negativity. I, I, my mom only had an eighth-grade education. She dropped out of school to pick cotton and save the family farm. But her Baptist upbringing... Has, has kind of influenced my life where 
she always told me, if you can't say something good about someone, don't say something at all. Yeah. And, and so what What are all these people on the left, like a, a Bill Maher, who would say when a person dies, he hopes he had a lot of pain just because he financed a lot of what he calls uh, climate deniers, yeah. climate change deniers. We call them scientists, but well, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually with Gabe. I, I I feel like you know I, I didn't vote for Trump either, but I feel like we did dodge a bullet when we when we got Trump. And I was talking to someone not too long ago that said, you know, I, I thought, hey, we he bought us four to eight years in in mm-hmm. time to fight in the culture war that we have because kind of feel like everything was falling apart. And he opened my eyes and said, no, 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 no. With the election that Trump has been doing with uh, the appointment of judges, he didn't buy us four to eight years. He right. bought us actually. 40 years um, yeah. because of the judges that are being put in place. What are the things that you see that Trump is, is kind of walls that he's setting up right now for us in the culture wars and that are, that might extend past his, his time in office? Well, you've named it. I mean, how important uh, uh, is uh, the Gorsuch nomination and Kavanaugh and, and to see the American public will be able to see the nastiness where Dianne Feinstein, the behavior that she conducted, and again, the contrast between a, a Judeo-Christian value system and the secular worldview. What, what the, if Jesus lets us start each moment out new and afresh when we uh, admit our mistakes are, and our sins and, and are forgiven, how can you hold someone responsible at age 17 for something he may or may not have done? Uh, I mean, that's just uh, an opportunity for the American public to say, which kind of a value system that do we want to have in our country? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you're right. And I think that, you know, we do have a wall that's being set up. The thing I, I want to be cautious of is because Trump is kind of seemed like he's on our side and pointing our friends. There's also areas where he scares me at, like with the gun stuff. You know, it, banning the bump stocks. And I think that he has a tendency, if we're not careful, we'll follow along because he's helping well, us. Red, red flag red laws. Red flag laws. I think that we have to be careful with, you know, with watching out, too, where he might be light, where we should be heavy at. Yeah. So, um, well, I think he, he uh, suddenly backed off a lot of the things after he had a little more education. What, mm. Everybody says Trump doesn't listen. I'm told there's a story there's some project when he was still in the building effort in Singapore was going sour. And the legend is that he... He went there and spent a lot of times in the cab of the crane operator, huh. operator watching where things going. And so some people say, well, he changes his mind. And, and other people say, well, he won't listen to anybody. So <laughs> you can't have it uh, yeah. both ways. Mm. I'm told yesterday that uh, I did not know this, but apparently Obama was the one who made bump stocks legally, legal because apparently disabled people weren't able to protect themselves properly <laughs> without the bump stock. <laughs> and, Interesting. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> that's great. You have to confirm that. That's we'll, interesting. We'll have to look that one up. Foster, if yeah. somebody wanted to follow you or to keep up to date with what you have going on, where could they do that at? Well, my website is uh, just my name, fosterfreeze.com, and the uh, number one mission that I've uh, undertaken is take the excitement of the governor's campaign, which uh, the primary in, for Republicans was last uh, year, middle of August. And uh, when I started, I started late. I only had four months to campaign, and uh, I was 1% obscurity throughout the whole state other than the county in which I live. And because of the expertise of the campaign team, uh, we wound up winning the most votes of any Republican on Election Day. But in Wyoming, the word got out uh, when it looked like I was going to win. I said, we can't have this Trump guy (laughs) running our state. So vote for the moderate Mark Gordon, who... Uh, the Democrats uh, switched over uh, and mm. voted in our Republican mm. primary. Oh, interesting. In second place. Mm. Interesting. So I, I would say I've now morphed that into Foster's Outriders. Just like uh, Outriders keep a cattle herd on the right trail, mm. yeah. our is to keep the uh, government on the right path, both in Wyoming and nationally, and, and promote kindness and civility. And one of the biggest things that I think you all should, should read your into is rachelschallenge.org. She was the first victim at Columbine, and she has a wonderful, beautiful story of instead of telling kids, don't bully, don't use drugs, tell them what they can do, and Mm -hmm. that has positive impact the life of another human being by creating a a chain reaction of kindness. And if you look at Columbine, those 16 and 17-year-olds that uh, were sponsored for it, they got their gun from a 21-year-old. You look at the San Bernardino show, he got the gun from somebody else. 
Mm. So why do people think background checks are going to make any difference? Right. Oh, yeah. It's impossible yeah. not to just get someone to buy the gun for you or right. steal it. Right. And so uh, I think all of these attempts miss the mark is we have to go back to the perpetrator because he might use a gun, he might use a knife, he That's might not right. use and they're using acid now mm-hmm. in England. They use a car. They use bombs. Yeah. So our challenge is, is how do we find these kids? Uh, I, I think there's some statistics that said a large, large percentage were fatherless. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So right. the, mm-hmm. yeah. The school, the schools know who these kids potentially are. Yes. And right. so it would be very nice if on its own, they're developed. Uh, you have some macho guys, the football coach and a few other people in the community isolate one of these fellows and say, hey, how would you like to go fishing with me? How would yeah. you like mm-hmm. to go to the ball? It's called me? fathers. And, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah and Big so, brothers. Uh, yes, right. Yeah, the, the mentoring uh, program uh, uh, that to replace uh, the father image, I think, yeah. is the way you head this off. And not by trying to do better background checks. That's that's. I think that's sort of the joke. And it, and it goes back to what he was saying earlier. I mean, we need the gospels. What yeah. what makes people new? That's right. We, and it, yeah, and it is right. what allows men to actually take responsibility and be the fathers and that's the husbands right. they need to be, that's right. and raise their children um, to be productive citizens and neighbors yeah. uh, in Christ. Hey, Foster, thank you for joining us on Cross Politics, man. Really appreciated it. Well, I love being with you guys. You call me anytime, and you you can you can see I'm not very concise. Uh, you tell me, I'll tell you how to build a watch if you have to know what time it is. Well, you know what, man? Hey, you just you just let us know if you need a podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> More cross politics when we come back. If you need a little red meat in your diet, Pastor Doug Wilson. The one thing needful, as C.S. Lewis once argued, is represented by a Middle English word, salampna, which expresses something which is desperately needed in our worship. On either side of this salampna, we have this error or that one. Either we are right out there on the cutting edge with worship teams, the thump and band and all the rest of it, or we are content with our lazy afternoon orthodusty. If the preacher were ever to whack the congregation with one of those things you use for cleaning rugs, the cloud of dust would look like it had been raised by Jehu's chariot. To enjoy more red meat of this kind, check out the podcast on iTunes or for more blogging of this particular nature, blog and may blog at dougwills.com. Kind of sticks in your teeth, don't it? This is the third segment, right? This is the, 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 this is the third segment. What day is this? I need scotch. What day is this? I, I need some scotch. Oh, too. yeah, Ooh, bro. That. Roll that over here. No, no, that was the wrong one. Do you think people know that we actually sell coffee? Oh, at crossbaltic.com? Yes, and it's really good. Yeah, no, well, actually, I'm, I'm sure it is really good. Yeah. But it's really good when you make it. Ah, well. When well, Knox makes it. When Knox, that's what I'm what saying. Yeah. You want some scotch? That, that's obnoxious, um, man. But if, hey, if you're a club member and you sign up for the platinum package, we send you coffee as part of that. I'm not oh, putting yeah. this in my, I mean, I like my cosmopolitan mug. But Here, I got a glass. Yeah, yeah no, put some in my glass. glass. Here's a glass. Cooper, is hey. it possible to get like a shot glass or something from in the other room? I just can't put it in the. No. <laughs> just, just do just it. Just do it. Just do it. It's a pint glass yeah. slash <laughs> scotch tumbler. Yeah, yeah. Just, just pour a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, man. Hey, thank thank you, Lord, for scotch. Oh, no. oh, thank you, Lord, what for happened? scotch. Mm. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, the Tony. Yeah, I could have used one of those. <laughs> yeah. Never gave us those remember, glasses. Remember Tony? Yeah. Remember that fourth guy, Tony, that used to be on this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in case you don't know, one of our club members decided to get some glasses made for us, and we some were very scotch grateful. Glasses. But the people who made the glasses for us, they, they, they goofed. Ruined Pastor Toby's name. Uh, I just like <laughs> to think of Tony as like this long lost member of hey, the show. Tony, hey, yeah. Tony, how you doing, hey, Tony? Tony. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm going to take your legs out. <laughs> As you can see, we I'm going to confiscate your guns. We didn't get along well with Tony, so he had to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry. glad that you're part of the show now. <laughs> sorry, Tony. <laughs> They're like, you got another T guy out. Gabe is opening his Bible, which is kind of scary. Uh, oh, a little man. Bit. I don't know what he's looking I've for. just been thinking through some things. That's okay. All. Well, yeah. here's what. <laughs> in, in the middle of the uh, Foster Freeze Now interview, he's going to think through things. Yeah, that's scary. Some gonna, people actually think through things before, before the show. Well, not in this, not in this show. <laughs> hey, um, don't throw me under the bus. Um, <laughs> no, we will. We will throw you under the bus. Um, I, I think I remember this when we had um, uh, Rod Martin on. It was very refreshing. The futurist Rod Martin, yeah, uh, yeah. how much Bible he used, right? And the yeah. same thing with Foster. I really yeah. enjoyed 
how much Bible he used while he was I, talking I through things. I appreciate that a lot. That it was setting up his worldview. The only question I didn't get a chance to ask him that I wanted to ask him was, um, me and my wife, we were talking, and unfortunately, y'all pray for Mrs. Knox. She has to listen to me watching <laughs> all the shows, throwing stuff at the television and, and all that right. stuff. Yeah. So pray for pray, her. Pray for us, too, because yeah. we have to work with him every every day. Yeah, and, that's um, true. And, uh, but one of the things that, came, that I noticed was that there was so much that they were trying, the government was trying to take over our lives. And oh, you're talking about the Democrats. The Democrats, but not just not just them. I, the same thing, you know. They were talking the about Republicans. I think Trump has been a horrible racist in what he's done for the black colleges, historically black colleges. He's he's given them uh, a lot of. Um, he's opened up the door for for spending and funding for them. He, he's um, allowed millions of dollars to go into their 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 colleges to flow through their colleges in in a historical way. And so he hasn't been a very good racist, according to... Uh, oh, he's not been a very good not, racist. Not, I, not, I thought not, you said he was being a racist, and I was waiting for the, he's the been, punch. He's been a horrible racist. Oh, a horrible, been a horrible racist. racist. I see, like, so, yeah, not very good at being very, racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and, but here's the deal. While that's the case, and he seems to be doing a lot for historically black colleges, I don't think it's a good thing. Right, yeah, yeah. I think, it, and this is what I was saying in the first segment about Frederick Douglass, it's like, leave the, leave the colleges alone. Black people have always done really, really well... When people have just left us alone and let us figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. And, and we've done a lot of great things when we haven't had the federal government trying to help us. Yeah. And, and what I see now is the things, the freedoms that we've had since I've been young and, fre and, and freeze, he's been, uh, he's older than I am. I'm wondering what freedoms have we lost that we were actually able to get back? Mm. Under Trump? No, I mean, period. In in America, like, what freedoms have we lost? We can look at slavery. We had slavery. That's gone, mm. right? So in one sense, okay, we got it back. It and we all we got wanted. enslaved. And we got honestly, yeah. So we traded it. We traded slavery in, right, for more slavery. Yeah. But I'm wondering. The, the plantation just got bigger. Yeah, I'm wondering if we actually Cash lose these freedoms. If we actually happened? lose these freedoms, do we get them back? So if we get if we get a Democrat that's elected to president and they yeah. start putting these things in place, are we actually going to get that back? I actually have hope that the pro-life movement really will succeed in America. Yeah. I believe that and, and abortion, uh, abortion yeah, right. will end. So that's one sense I, I see that's going to be overturned. Yeah. But I don't see a lot of other freedoms, at least in our lifetime, that we've that I feel like we've lost, that we've gotten back. I don't think it was a good thing to uh, regulate seatbelts. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that was horrible. Right. Yeah. You know? And, and, and they're like, well, look how many lives we saved, but look how much slavery we've put ourselves under. Right. This is the same logic that Biden was using about send the social workers into the home and help them out because they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Got to wear the seatbelt. Uh, we're yeah. going to follow you out to the car after you have your baby and make sure you know how to lock them well, in their car seat. Somebody's going to make yeah. rules for your home. Right. Well, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and men who don't, uh, who don't take responsibility yeah. for their homes yeah. um, allow other people, they abdicate and they allow other people, social workers in the government, uh, to run their homes for them. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're inviting that. I mean, you, you brought that up with, with, uh, with Foster. I mean, the, the, um, when, when the various spheres of government that God's instituted in this world, uh, when they abdicate, yeah. they get lazy or sloppy, right. they're inviting tyranny. Right. They're inviting one of the other governments to step in and say, well, we'll do that for you. Yeah. Um, you obviously don't know how to do it. You need a record player. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. And, but even in like the <laughs> industries themselves, um, they, they now have to have certain sort of uh, regulations put on the car industry to test the seatbelts, to test the accuracy of the, the, the airbags. You know, all, it, it makes cars way more expensive than it has to be because all the regular regulation came in because of seatbelts. Uh, because I, you, I got a so, you can get sued though for anything. Exactly. And, so, and that's, and that's fine, but you can get sued because now we've, we've been forced to have the regulations there. It should have worked. It should have helped me. And you're responsible for, and look, yeah. we're not saying that people aren't responsible for what they do, right? But the federal government should not be working in that industry. So this is kind of a question or comment slash kind of question. It's, it seems like, um, that's how I do it. I did it with Foster, you know. Um, it, it seems like part of, part of this is we, we kind of believe that sin doesn't really have an impact beyond making it a mistake. Right. right. And so what happens is a father, let's say he's lazy or kind of abdicates. He doesn't think it's that big of a deal, which is yeah, what yeah. fathers really do. And, and, but we don't see how, okay, if you abdicate, then uh, you know, tyranny is going to come in this back door. If you aren't being a father, some other one's going to be a father in your house. Yeah. Well, this goes, so I, I guess go there's like a, there's a, there's a disconnect between how we view our own failures 
and what it means to other intrusions into right. our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. This, this, there's, that's really good, Gabe, and I think you're exactly right. And there's several things here. One is, this goes back to our recommendation last week of C.R. Wiley's book, The Household and the War for the Cosmos, <laughs> is the, the connection, the dots that he's connecting from the Bible and, um, and, and actually just from a more ancient and true worldview yeah. is the fact that the household really um, is cosmic. Yeah. And, and, and not in some kind of weird mystical way, but just the meaning, like the, the repercussions the implications. Of, of what's yeah. happening in the home, right. in a marriage and in a family mm-hmm. is enormous. Yeah. And, and so that's why you're exactly right. When a man is being lazy, when a man is being angry, mm-hmm. when a man is not providing faithfully, uh, physically, materially, spiritually, emotionally for his family, yeah. he is doing damage that's going to have repercussions that flow far beyond what he mm. thinks. Mm. Um, and and the kind of harm and damage it's doing is the kind of thing that's inviting then right. governmental overreach. Right. You need social workers in your home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the public school's going to do it for you. Right. And, and the medical industry's going to do it for you because you're not being... A man. So well, this and we have to take your of, guns too. Yeah, right. And, and, and you know, and in one sense, they they have a point. If they're creating this type of person, they are creating the type of people who don't know what to do with if, anything they have. All these fatherless boys are shooting up schools. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. that's not the gun's yeah. fault. No, it's the kind of man that they have helped create and right. the abdication that's going right. along with and it. And the point that you're making is that the problem is, is that these other governments, when they step in to do it, especially the federal government, when they step in to do it. They are not equipped to do it. That's right. And yeah. so they're actually making it worse. Right. Exactly. And this it, is the same it, thing. It, it cripples them further. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, that's why, I mean, the government's been stepping in for a hundred years now. This is why or racism, more. racism is worse yeah. now. Or longer. Yeah. And the government says, well, we just need more money. We need more programs. Yeah. We'll fix it this time. But, you know, ironically, Andrew Yang, you're right, dude. Yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> like, yeah, we think the government can't do this. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get, leave yeah, us alone. And let and let non-government entities, yeah. family and church in particular, the right spheres. and other non-governmental associations, free associations and clubs and small communities, we we need to take responsibility for this mess. So yeah. this this made me think of um, I think it's the book Dangerous Calling, where he talks about everyone has a little lawyer in their heart, everyone has a little accuser mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. heart, a little Satan a little in their heart that prosecutor? goes around. Like, yeah, that goes around accusing everything. You know, mm-hmm. it's my wife's fault. It's it's my job. And my blaming other fault. people. Blaming, blaming other, Constantly accusing and blaming, um, but I think related to that, everyone has a little compromiser in their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, I mean, especially I, uh, you know, a little laziness is not a big deal. Yeah. Right. A little, you know, right. um, not uh, being present with my kids because I need to work five nights a week. Yeah. You know, just a, there's a little compromiser in everyone's heart, and and we don't see that that comprom- that compromising at the tree. Doug's sermon on Sunday was great. Just talked about like the root. Uh, the, lion a, sermon? the lion he sermon. He could have kept that. One. Oh man! I told I told what Doug. Go, I, told, I told Doug afterwards. I was like, man, there's some dust I got to clean off my heart on that sermon. I that, honestly don't know how our church operates in offering because after that sermon, I don't know who gives after that. <laughs> I'm serious. Got to be a gift from but God. But what Doug, yeah. what Doug got at was kind of the root of what oh, lying's absolutely. really doing. Absolutely. So when I lie to Christ you, or, or when I just, yeah, I just pulled it up. Yeah. Good. When I when I lie to someone. I first lied to myself before I that lie even came out of my mouth. Right. The whole the message was on self deception. Yeah. The Ugh. theme of, of lying in First John. It's mm-hmm. it's if you go to Christkirk.com uh, forward slash sermons um, uh, forward slash you'll find it there. But it's it's a series on First John. He's taking particular words, yeah. Yeah. and this one in particular was the word liar. Yeah. And he focused particularly on the the point that John makes in, in the first chapter is the one who says I have no sin is is, is lying. Yeah. yeah, and he's making God a liar. Yep. I mean, you know, he's he's lying to himself, and and he talked about how you know how deep self deception goes that we we can't see. Yeah, we yeah. can't see the lies that we tell ourselves, and then we believe those lies. Yeah, right. We believe those lies, and then and then we work our way up to further bigger lies. And this is how you get socialism. And this is <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know like, this is how you get our um, where we are today. And that's yeah. that's really the the I mean the the fundamental issue though is is I mean you look at it all. Look at the mess, okay? I mean, the, the babies we murder, uh, sodomy being paraded in the streets, absolute governmental corruption, regulations, and so forth, and the bottom- $22 trillion in debt. Yeah, the bottom <laughs> fundamental line, yeah. um, truth about it all is we can't get out of this mess. We can't get out of this lie. We that, can't get out of right. this mess. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. can't. Yeah. Like, Trump can't. Yep. The Supreme Court can't. Yep. That's right. Right? 
Only Jesus can. And every That's time it. you think the Supreme Court can get you out of this no, mess, no. every time you think right. President Trump can get you out of this mess, right. you're lying. Right. That doesn't mean you don't tell the truth right. and you repent of your lies and you do the best you can with wherever God has put you. And, of right. course you do. Right. Yeah. Of course you fight for the truth and you fight for justice. But you but you have to you have to recognize that fundamentally we're in the kind of pit, mm-hmm. the kind of dark black hole yeah. that we can't even see how messed up we are. Like yep. we're sitting here trying to say like, we're kind of messed up. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no. Like <laughs> no, no. it's worse than it's that. Worse than it's that. worse that than is. that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's why we have a suicide epidemic. Yeah. That's why we have an opioid a epidemic. Depression yeah. I mean, epidemic. I mean, this is why we're getting, we have violence in the streets is because it's, it's even worse than we think. Yeah. It's not that they don't see a problem. There's actually a real problem there. It's that worse. Healing the wound very lightly. Oh, yeah. It's way worse right. than they make up. And, you know, and another thing too, ahead. I mean, just, just, I'm, I am so irritated at the debate because I feel like even though we talk about it and I hear other people talk about it, no one's getting at the root of it. And people are pointing out things that are wrong. I think there's a lot of things that are wrong. I mean, I, for instance, I, the idea of the government regulating thoughts and thought making thought racism, co- thought co- racism yeah. I, the federal government shouldn't care about racism. Right. What they should care about is, did you hurt this guy? Right. Did you steal Did from you him? Steal just from that justice. Guy? Uh-huh. This is just ju- well, they well. You see, you got to be careful because you use that word racism now. Well, that's racist. Justice is involved in your thoughts, right? Right. <laughs> like they want to police that, right. and so I want to make sure that yeah, look. The, the federal the, government has no does not need to be judging right. our thoughts or trying to. Like, right. This uh, is why we make that we've done this before, but we make the distinction between sins and crimes. Yeah, yeah. That the Bible does, and yeah. and it's just simply not done. Um, no, not cr- in any way. Christians, even Christians. Even thoughtful Christians who are trying to apply the Bible to politics fail to make this distinction over and over again that the Bible makes. Yeah. Um, sins, uh, not all sins are crimes, and depending on the you know what laws have been passed, not all crimes are sometimes yeah, sins. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's not a sin to not wear your seatbelt. Yeah, right, right. There I am. Exactly. I'm in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. and it's not well, and but and, and it necessarily shouldn't be a crime to be a racist. <laughs> right. I know. Oh, yeah. right. Now I'm in trouble. Yeah. Right. And, you know, if but, you hate your brother in your heart, but, what is that? Right. Right. Now, but that's a sin. Right. right. And so when you have sins are dealt with by the family and the church. That's right. Okay. The yeah. government, the civil magistrate is not equipped to deal with sins. Yeah. And right. companies, businesses can choose to deal with sins too. Right. Right. They can say, I'm sorry, we don't want to work with a person that considers sure. their skin color yeah. to be better right. than yeah. somebody else's. So we don't right. operate like that. They in, can choose to do that. In the Bible, no, no, frequently. Not in our world. In the Bible, frequently, um, uh, kingdoms and empires are pictured as monsters yeah. and beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel sees these beasts coming out of the sea. They're these big, you know, multi-headed monsters, and and that's actually what they're for. Governments are just are 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 you know the sword is what's given to the to the government. Yeah. That's what governments are for. They're to scare off bad guys and punish evildoers. Yeah. They're like a a big mangy dog on a chain. Which means that they're not good at helping you with your personal problems. Or a deacon. Yeah, yeah. but they're they're a deacon with a particular task. With a sword. They're a deacon with a sword. A deacon with a sword means they're the deacon. They're the guard dog. The deacon of the church doesn't have a sword. They have a tablecloth. They bark loud and they bite. That's what 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 monsters do. They're not cuddly. That's not, that's supposed Don't to invite them into your home. That's what I'm saying. You right? know what I'm saying with your little puppies in the house and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're, they're nuts yeah. not what they're for. Outside with a chain and a post. It's right. And, yeah. and, the, and you scare off the bad guys and you punish the evildoers. Yep, that's right. That's the kind of ministry they have. Yeah. And, and, when they, when, and, and yeah. that's what crimes are. So that's crimes right. are those things in the Bible that have a civil penalty attached yeah. to them. Like murder, their, their life is to be taken from them. First degree murder. Death penalty. Right. Yeah. Okay. The civil matters. It's in charge of that. Yeah. Um, not the church. No. Not the family. Not the church. Yeah. Not the family. Yeah. Uh, but we have to make that distinction between sins and crimes. And it's. Uh-huh. I mean, it's one of the most fundamental distinctions that. Yeah. If we could get that, I mean, the government would have to back off so much. Really yeah. significantly. Yeah. A shrink. Yeah, I, I want absolutely. to bring this back to the whole lying thing. When the Democratic debate, when they're promising Medicare for all, when they're promising, you know, raising teacher pay, when they're promising education, education, and, and that they're going to make everything better when they promise that, yeah. they're doing it and they're lying. Right. And but the problem is, is we believe those lies because okay. what we started doing in our households twenty years earlier. Right. You know, we believe these lies because we first um, started lying to ourselves. 
And so the connection between what happens it gets in, us off the hook too. It, right. it, we don't it have does. to be responsible for fixing the mess that we've actually made and repenting of that. They have to fix the mess. Right. And, and they have to repent. Right. And not my, us. Yeah. Exactly. And my point in all this is when we listen to the Democratic debate and we get frustrated because, hey, they're lying. We know they're lying. Well, um, don't forget that you need to first look at your own heart and where you've right. believed your own lies first, and because that that's happened on the screen right. because it happened in your heart. Right. That's exactly ago, right. You know? Yeah. Right. Wherever we're not taking responsibility for our own actions, for the things that God has assigned us to do when we're when we're complaining and fussing because things are hard yeah. mm-hmm. and we're making excuses because we that's didn't right. we didn't meet a deadline because we're not paying our bills because we don't have the money that we think we deserve. Mm-hmm. You're acting like a Democrat. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're you're no better than one of those guys on the stage yeah. or gals on the stage. You're fussing because and that, yeah. that's what you're doing. Because what yeah. are you doing? You're you're acting like you're entitled to free stuff. What, what's yeah. one of and the e- sayings e- at Logos? E- don't they have one like easy that? stuff? It's like don't whine, don't complain, don't make excuses, sir. Yes. I love when I hear my kids yeah. having to repeat one of those sayings. That's right. exactly <laughs> right. When, when the when the kids don't sleep well, we know everybody's been sick for three weeks. When you know the bad grades, when there's you know you're not getting along. What I mean, all this kind of stuff. If you if you all of a sudden start you know giving into self pity and fussing and complaining and, yeah. and this sort of thing again just think of those Democrats on the stage and be like do I want to be Kami Harris yeah yeah do I want to be Beto do I want to be right. one of those yeah. people That's who right. thinks that I'm entitled to a an easy life yep. yeah no Listen, no you're you're what you're a Christian yep. you find your identity in Christ yeah you, and 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 what does he say he says take up your cross and follow me yep and as you do that as you lose your life for him in obedience to him. In faith in him, he gives you the gift of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because you know you're obeying your Lord and your Savior. Because you know he died for your sins. He died to take it away, to make you clean, to make you new, Mm -hmm. so that you could walk in obedience with him. If you know you're obeying Jesus, Mm -hmm. there's no greater joy than that. You know that you're serving him. You're serving your husband. You're serving your wife. You're serving your kids. You're serving your parents. You're being obedient. Yeah. why? Because Jesus is Lord. Amen. Yeah. You're not just whining and complaining and looking like a Democrat. You're actually whining and complaining looking like your forefathers, too, who complained and tempted God in the desert, right? Right. right. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 10, yeah. right? Yeah. This is, this Don't is, be like this them. These are examples that were laid down for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a rule at our house. As soon as we hear ourselves complaining, we do this. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. Your <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, as soon as we see. That's great. Yeah. 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 No complaining. <laughs> Don't be a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Or a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> or like your forefathers. <laughs> Hey, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And don't complain. <laughs> get yourself one of these pint glasses. Yeah. Okay, some of the Republicans. You know, I mean, some of them are okay, but. Very few. Yeah. We got a few some.